my God. As I was preparing, hallelujah, for tonight's uh, sermon, there were so many scriptures I could use. <clears throat> I was having trouble determining which was going to be my opening scripture. And even until I got up here, hallelujah, I was torn between like five scriptures to use to open. And then I got up here, we started singing that song, and God gave me the scripture that I need to start with. So you ready to get into God's word? Go to Genesis chapter 1 and verse number 1. That's where we're going to start. Hallelujah. We're in a series, saints, and we're in the last part of that series. For the last three weeks, hallelujah, we drew inspiration from a worship that emanated from this house where we talked about God. Amen. And there were several attributes, hallelujah, in the song that really blessed us concerning him, hallelujah. Attributes like he is a way maker. He is a miracle worker. He is a promise keeper. Amen. And we've talked about those three already, right? Have you been blessed so far by this series? How many of you know he's a way maker? He'll make a way where there is no way. Amen. He is a miracle worker still in the business of doing miracles. Amen. And he's a promise keeper. If he makes a promise, he keeps it. And last week we focused, hallelujah, not so much on the fact that he's a promise keeper because we know that, but the question, are you a good promise holder? Because that's the challenge, especially when times are tough. Can you hold on to the promise of God? Amen. And the song concludes by saying, light in the darkness. He's light in the darkness. That's what we're going to talk about for a little while. Amen. I think it's, it's not just fitting, but it is seasonal. Because when you think about Christmas, Christmas as a whole is really the celebration of light over darkness. Amen. And so let's go to Genesis chapter 1 and verse 1 very quickly. We're going to start right there. I read today in the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, and the word of the Lord says it so. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit, we just said it, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And it was right there where I got a revelation. Go with verse 3. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. But here it is. And God saw the light that it was good. And God, watch this now, divided the light from the darkness. And God divided the light from the darkness. You ready to get into the word? Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, in Jesus' name, we worship you and glorify your name. We bless you, Lord God, hallelujah, for what you're about to do in this place. Minister to your people in a mighty way, and we'll thank you for it. Give you the praise for it. Give you the glory for it even now. In Jesus' name. And the church said, amen and amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You know, it's funny because this morning, in particularly, I was sleeping and 
the light of the sun came through my window and actually woke me up. And my first, my first reaction was almost like, you know, you know how it is sometimes, hallelujah, you, you almost don't want to get up. It's cold outside, you're nice, cold, nice and cozy uh, in your bed, hallelujah, and that light came in. And, and it was as though the Lord was reminding me about today's message. And at the same time, reminding me, hallelujah, that I am the blessed recipient of his revelation. Because, hallelujah, in the same way that light woke me up this morning, there was a time in my life where I was dead in my sin and in my trespass. And it was the spirit of the Lord through his word that quickened me. And that word quickened me means made alive. In other words, I was asleep and the power of the word of God came to my life and woke me up. Anybody glad in here? Oh, God, help me. Anybody glad in here? Anybody glad in here that your eyes have been opened? Your eyes have been opened because of that light. Amen, somebody? And listen, it's so good that you should not even be able to hold it in. It's so good that somebody shouldn't try to make you praise him. It's so good that you ought to want to share it with everybody you come in contact with. You know, I'm amazed at some people, hallelujah, who would not share the gospel because they don't feel like they are uh, well equipped to do so. I'm reminded of the blind man who got healed by Jesus. And it was just minutes after he got healed, he started testifying. He didn't go to Bible school. He didn't matriculate. Hallelujah. He didn't go to seminary. He didn't go to Bible college. He didn't have what many would call, hallelujah, the academic uh, maturity to be able to do it. But they came to him and they said, what happened to you? And how is it that now you see? And he said, listen, I don't know. He said, I don't know. All I do know is that I was blind and now I see. Oh, God, and you don't got to know everything about everything, hallelujah. But if you know that once you used to not see right, and now your eyes are opened and you see in a whole different light, you should be able to tell somebody, hallelujah, all I know is that I was blind, but now I see. Oh, God, have mercy in this place, hallelujah. The text that we read says that there was darkness, confusion, emptiness, Amen. Hallelujah. And the first, the first two verses talk about how there was gross darkness. And the first thing that God says is let there be light. And then the scripture says, and there was light. And what you need to understand is that when the light came, the darkness couldn't handle it. I said the darkness couldn't handle it. When he said, let there be light, there was so much power behind those words that the darkness got pushed back. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Can I help you in here? It doesn't matter how dark it is. It doesn't matter how dark it gets. Hallelujah. If there is light going forth, the light will always dispel the darkness. I don't care how dark it gets gets hallelujah there's a light in me that I carry that will never allow darkness to overwhelm me this is why the Bible says the Bible says even concerning Jesus watch this in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God it goes on to say that in him hallelujah was was life and that life was the light 
of men. He said that light shined in the darkness and the darkness comprehended it not. Light came and darkness didn't understand it. And, and the original Greek there, hallelujah, really means that the darkness couldn't overwhelm it. That light came, hallelujah, and darkness didn't understand it and tried to overtake it, but darkness could not overwhelm the light because the light was too much. Jesus came into this world. People didn't understand it. People didn't like it. They wanted to take him out, but they couldn't. That's the light that's inside of you. Are you in this place, church? Hallelujah, Jesus. Mm. And God saw that the light was good. And then he divided the light from the darkness. And here you see it in the beginning and you see it throughout all of scripture. This theme of light and darkness. Anybody who reads their Bible knows it's all over the place. Let me, give you, let me give you just a few scriptures so that you know what I'm talking about. 2 Corinthians 6 and 14, the apostle Paul says this, be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. And then he tells you why. This is what he says, for what communion has light with darkness? In Ephesians 5 and 8, he says, for you were once darkness, See, we can't come in here and start acting cute. We, we were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Yeah. And then he says, live as children of light. You're supposed to live in that light. Hallelujah. It's amazing to me when I think about that because you see it throughout scripture. I wonder if the biblical writers uh, were more, more conscious of this... Uh, this contrast between darkness and light even more so than we are. Because this is what you have to understand. They didn't have the technology that we have today. You know, today, hallelujah, my, it, it, even the suburbs are lit up. See, I, I'm originally from New York. I'm a city boy. I come from the place where people don't sleep. You know, the city that never sleeps. And, and there's always lights on. So many lights that you never, you never get a chance to really experience how dark it can get in a place physically because of all the technology that exists. Amen. You come over here to the suburbs and it's, it's less light, but there's still a lot of light. Are you following me? And it's not until you take a trip into the country somewhere. Anybody ever did it? You take a trip into the country somewhere where you, where you begin to realize that if your headlamps on your vehicle did not work, <laughs> you would drive into a tree. Come on, somebody. And, and, and there are no light poles. Amen. And, and, but even still, even still, you look up and you see that moon. The Bible calls it the second light. There's another light that God created. It's called the moon. And then you see the stars. And you see those stars, and they light up the night sky. And as dark as it is, it's still not gross darkness. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And I think, listen, it's not that we're not smart enough to realize that there's a difference between light and darkness. But I believe that what happens is that because of technology, we're not as affected by it. I think that today, hallelujah, we're not as affected by that contrast as were the men of old, because in their day, when that sun went down, the work stopped. 
Because you want to talk about dark? <laughs> it was very dark. Amen, somebody? Hallelujah. Glory to God. When I think about Christmas, I can't help but to think, hallelujah, that the real definition of Christmas to me is about the overcoming of light over darkness. Isaiah put it like this, hallelujah, in Isaiah 9 and 2, he said, The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. And those living in the land of the shadow of death, a light has dawned. Hallelujah. And then Jesus personalizes it later when he says in John 8 and 12, I am the light of the world. Oh, God, help me in here. And then he goes on to say, and whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Do I got any followers of Christ in the house? Hallelujah. Watch this. Hallelujah. The scriptures goes on. I'm getting the scriptures out of the way right now. Watch this. The scripture goes on to tell us in John 3 and 19, uh, light has come into the world. Praise God. But men love darkness instead of light. Because their deeds were evil. Those that are doing wrong, hallelujah, do not like the light. And they tend to move away or try to escape from the light because they know that the light exposes. And the light will expose, hallelujah, what it is that they are doing. Amen, somebody. I have a theory for it. I don't, it's not a very profound theory. And I don't think that the theologians of this day are going to want to put that in their books. But I, I call it, I call it, I call it the roach theory. I know that's not deep. Hallelujah. But just stay with me. It's going to mean something in a minute. I call it the roach theory. Hallelujah. Now, 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 uh, hopefully this hasn't happened to any of you. Hallelujah. But if you've ever gone to a place that was not, let's just, let's just say the most sanitary and the lights were off in that place, amen. And you went in there and you flipped the light switch. When you flipped that light switch, everything on the floor that was creepy and crawling, as soon as the light comes on, they disperse. You ever notice that? You ever notice that they just start to run? It's like they want to go back to the crack or the crevice or they want to go immediately and find that place of darkness that existed before the light came on. You ever notice that they don't just stay there, roll over on their back, put on their little sunglasses and start worshiping this great ball of light that stands before them, this great orb? They don't do that. Hallelujah. They hide from it. They hide from it. And so it is, hallelujah, with those who know they are doing the wrong thing. Think about this. Think about this. Adam and Eve are in the garden. The glory of God is in the garden. There is light all over the place, and the light don't bother them. As long as they're standing on God's truth. The light does not affect them. The moment they disobey God. Come on, you know this story. The moment they disobey God. The Bible says they ran. They ran for the bushes. They hid, hallelujah, in a place that was shaded. Hmm. And, and, and when God came looking for them and asked them why, they said, we hid because we were ashamed, we were scared, and watch this now, we were naked. We hid, hallelujah, because our nakedness now was exposed. 
Are you hearing what I'm saying? And we knew it, so we needed to find a dark place so that we could hide. Understand that that is what sin does. It makes you move away from God. It separates us from God. It never brings us closer to him. It only moves us farther and farther away from him. He says this in John 3 and 21, but whoever lives by the truth comes to the light. So that it may be seen plainly that what he has done has been done through God. We read a text that said that men love darkness more than light. Hallelujah. We live in a world where darkness is preferred. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And these individuals are so threatened by the light that they believe that the only way they can secure darkness is by destroying the advancing light. And this is why persecution is on the rise. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Hmm. Are you blessed in here, church? The Bible says, hallelujah, that watch this. If your eye is good, oh boy, if your eye is good, your whole body will be full of light. So your light, hallelujah, is an entry point, hallelujah, uh, that can be responsible for flooding the rest of your body with light. Are you hearing what I'm saying? How's your eye? Do, do you not know that light, hallelujah, has, has benefits? Uh, when I, I, let me testify. When I broke my leg, uh, the doctor told me, the doctor told me while I was healing to go out in the sun. Put my leg out in the sun because the sun gives off vitamin D. And that my bone needed that strength that came from the sun to help me heal. Are you hearing what I'm saying? It is said that the rays, the violet rays from the sun also help lower high blood pressure. Now, don't go to the beach and bake under the sun because that will not be necessarily good for you. But a little bit of sun. <laughs> it does have medicinal value is what I'm, what I'm talking about. It is good for you. There's a scripture in, 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 the, in the Bible that boggled me, and it said this. It says, see to it then that the light within you is not darkness. And I said, hold on a second. I, gotta read, I have to read that like four times uh, before something hit me. See to it then that the light within you is not darkness. And I said, wait a minute. But if there's a light and light dispels darkness, how can there be light in me and it be darkness? Let me read it one more time. See to it that the light within you is not darkness. So that allowed me to know that there is a false light. That, oh God, have mercy in here. That, that, that not everything that's emanating, hallelujah, is right. That there could be a false light. When I begin to think about that, God reminded me of something. He reminded me of a particular light that nobody really talks about. Amen. But there is such a thing called a black light. Anybody familiar with that term? A black light. And if you know anything about a black light, a black light is a very dull, very dim light that people usually use in dark places. Not necessarily to reveal uh, everything, but just to reveal some things. God, have mercy in here. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And so, you know, we use the black light because we want certain things to show, but not everything. 
Are you hearing what I'm saying in here? But the challenge of the scripture is let your light so shine before men, hallelujah, that they see your good works and they glorify God. Oh, you with me so far? I'm still building it. Just stay with me. Hallelujah. When God gets ready to uh, appear unto Moses on a dark mountain, hallelujah, what does he do? He comes to him in the form of a burning bush. He comes to him in the form of a light. And the Bible says that when he sees the light, he's drawn by it. He says, let me take a, a closer look because there's something about a light, a true light anyway, hallelujah, that has drawing power. If you really have it, hallelujah, your life should be drawing people towards you. Amen, somebody. It's amazing because uh, in, that, in that particular story, God reveals himself to Moses as the I am God. And Moses said, who are you? He said, I am. <laughs> He's the I am God. Isn't he amazing? Hallelujah. Uh, do you not know that the Jews uh, do not dare mention his name? They have such a reverence for his name that they won't mention it. They just don't throw it out of, out of their mouth like that. Hallelujah. Because they believe that even his name is holy, is, is sacred. Are you following what I'm saying in here? And so they won't go ahead and, and say it because they feel that the only person who can really describe him is God himself. And so it's amazing to me when Moses asks him that he goes, I am that I am. And I'm blessed by that, hallelujah, because it lets me know that he is whatever I need. At whatever time I need it. Are you hearing what I'm saying? That he cannot be limited by any one name. That's why in the scriptures he goes by so many names. Because if, if, if I call you bread, hallelujah, then that means that he's not water. So I can't just limit him to say that he's one thing because he's not just one thing. He's one thing and another and then another. And whatever your circumstance is, he could be whatever you need for that circumstance. And you could be going through a totally different circumstance and he'll be whatever you need for your circumstance. I am. I'm the I am God. I am the I am whatever you need when Whenever you need it, at the time you need it, God, hallelujah, that's who I am. And the Jews are scared to say his name for reverence sake, hallelujah. But here comes Jesus. Here comes Jesus. And if you like to study, if you ever read uh, the book of John, I love the book of John, hallelujah. In the book of John, Jesus himself gives 21 I am portraits. 21, hallelujah, and for the sake of time, I'm not going to give them to you all, but you know some of them, hallelujah, where you hear Jesus say things like, I am the true vine. I am the good shepherd. Come on, somebody. I am the lily in the valley and the rose of Sharon. Come on, somebody. I am the bread of life. I am the lion from the tribe of Judah and he 21 and the religious people are getting annoyed because they can't believe that he is spitting out God's name I am as though he had the power to do so and what they don't understand is that when Jesus said I am for every time he said I am he was letting them know I am Oh, God, help me in here. That I, 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 I could say it because I am that I am. He was letting them know that he is God in the flesh. Are you in this place, church? And they didn't like it. They looked at him and they said, man, 
You're not even 50 years old. You don't even know Abraham. And Jesus looked at them and he said, hallelujah. Listen, Abraham rejoiced to see this day. And he was glad. And they said, how is that even possible if you're not even 50 years old? He said, verily, verily, I say unto you, before Abraham was, I am. When he said that, they got so upset, they, they reached for stones to stone him. Hallelujah. Because they thought that he was being irreverent. Because he was actually saying he was God. But what they didn't understand was that he was God. Let me give you some simple characteristics of light very quickly. Number one, light reveals. Pretty simple, right? Hallelujah. Darkness conceals. Light reveals. Darkness conceals. Light reveals. Reveals. I like, I like something that uh, a famous scholar, his name is C.S. Lewis said. Here's what he said, and I quote, hallelujah. I believe in Christ like I believe in the sun. Not only because I see it, but because by it all things are seen. I'm going to read that one more time. I'm going to read that one more time. Listen to what C.S. Lewis said. He said, I believe in Christ like I believe the sun. Not only because I see it, but because by it all things. Things are seen because light is a revealer. Are you in this place, church? Hallelujah. Watch this. Not only does light reveal, here's another one. Light gives life. Light is necessary for life itself. It sets our biological clocks. It triggers in our brains, watch this, the sensations of color. Not only that, it supplies the energy for growth. Things won't grow without the sun. Are you hearing? There's plants, hallelujah, if you don't put them out in the light, they will not grow. It's amazing, hallelujah, how we believe that we can spend time in dark places and still grow. Hallelujah. It's going to be tight, but it's going to be right because there's going to be light. (laughs) Pastor is rapping. Hallelujah. Watch this. In my study, I came across something really interesting. Hallelujah. It's actually a disorder that exists, and it's an acronym. Watch this. It's an acronym for the word SAD, and it is SAD, let me tell you. It is very SAD. Watch this. This is what it's called. It's called Seasonal Affective Disorder. Seasonal, watch this, Seasonal Affective Disorder is something that some people experience, hallelujah, when winter comes. I hope nobody in here, hallelujah, but when winter comes, winter does something because when winter is around, you feel the sun the least. The power of the sun, the heat and the warmth that the sun usually brings forth and the brightness that it usually brings forth uh, tends to, to, to minimize during the winter and people go through this thing where they enter into a depression because of the lack of sun because of the lack of light hallelujah oh god help me in here and if you're in this place and you are struggling with depression or anxiety hallelujah i wonder how your light levels are are you wonder, are you hearing what i'm saying in this place hallelujah mhm Mm-hmm. And in the same way that there is seasonal affective disorder, that might not be the case with you, hallelujah, but I will say this, there is sin affective disorder. And, and it is still sad. That's A.D. Are you hearing what I'm saying in here? But the light of God has the power to separate one, loose one 
from the power of sin and death. Amen, somebody. Glory to God. Here's another thing. Light dispels darkness. I found out, oh, this is kind of crazy, hallelujah. But watch this, hallelujah. Light dispels darkness. Amen. The light shines in darkness and the darkness cannot comprehend it, cannot overcome it. Listen, if I shut all the lights off in this building right now, it will be dark. I was tempted to do it. It, it would be dark, and if I just pull out a really small, dim light, it will be enough to dispel the darkness. Are you hearing what I'm saying? There should be some light emanating from you. Enough light to dispel darkness in your house, on your job. Are you in this place? Watch this. Here's another one. Light gives warmth. Light gives warmth. You know what I found out when I was studying? I found out, watch this, that you could take one candle, just one candle, watch this, and you could live in an igloo. And one candle has the power to raise the temperature in an igloo, watch this, from below freezing to 45 degrees. One candle. So don't tell me that everybody on that job is a devil and you can't penetrate that place. God, I'm praying for God to get me out of here because everybody in here is a devil. I can't work here. I want to be around some more light. Are you hearing this preacher? One candle can take a place from below freezing to at least 45 degrees. Are you hearing what I'm saying in here? Here's another thing, hallelujah. Light provides guidance. If the lights were off in here, hallelujah, you would trip over some chairs. Or you would definitely miss that step right there. <laughs> Amen, somebody, hallelujah. And the light, what does light do? Light guides you. The word of God is a lamp unto my feet that directs my path. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So light is a guide. Amen. Watch this. After Moses appeared, after God appeared unto Moses, hallelujah, had this experience with Moses, you know what he does shortly after that? He turns the lights off in Egypt. You remember when God sent the plagues into Egypt? One of the plagues was that he sent gross darkness into Egypt. And the Bible says, and you got to check it out for yourself. I'll give you the scripture. I won't go to it for the sake of time. Hallelujah. But you got to check it for yourself. Hallelujah. It's in, you'll find it in Exodus chapter 10, verses 21 through 23. The Bible says that it wasn't just darkness. It was darkness that could be felt. See, some of you don't know about that. It was so dark. It, it, it's, it's almost as though God took the constellations and the stars and moved them out of the way. When he sent darkness into Egypt. It was so dark that the scripture says that if someone was standing right in front of you, you could not tell. Even if they were right in front of you, you could not tell. And that the darkness was no, so thick you could feel it. You don't know darkness. Are you hearing what I'm saying in here? But here's the amazing thing about the text. It happened in a place called Goshen in Egypt. Hallelujah. While all of Egypt were dark, where the believers were, where the people of God were, the lights were on and they were bright. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And when I heard that, I said, man, that's, that's pretty amazing. God was ministering to me and saying, it doesn't matter how dark it gets. It does not matter how dark it gets. 
if you are a child of God, there is a light that you carry. God, help me here. On the inside of you. That should never allow the darkness from without to overwhelm you. Are you hearing what I'm saying? When darkness comes to invade and overcome you, the darkness should shrink back and say, I didn't understand it. I couldn't overcome it. Hallelujah. I couldn't overwhelm it. I tried, but the light was too much. Hallelujah. Stay with me. I'm still building this thing. I'm going somewhere. Hallelujah. Are you blessed, church? You know, I can't help to think about when Judas betrayed Jesus, hallelujah. And the Bible is specific in letting us know that when he did it, it was night. It was night. It's something about darkness. Now concerning the Christian, here's the challenge, hallelujah. You should never hide your light. You should, it's easier said than done, right? And everybody said amen, hallelujah. But that doesn't mean we don't do it. Because every time you choose not to share... Not to testify, not to evangelize, not to, not to minister to somebody else. Hallelujah. You know what you're doing? You're hiding the light. The scripture says, watch this. Listen, no man when he hath lighted a candle, cover it with a vessel or put it under a bed. Who puts a candle under a bed? Don't try that, anybody. But set it on a lampstand or on a candlestick that which, listen, so that they which enter it, May see the light. The Bible says that a city on a hill cannot be hid. If you really got it, people will notice it. If you really got it, people will notice it. One of the things that blesses me, hallelujah, is that when God gets ready, watch this now, to create, the first thing that he does is that he puts the lights on. He says, let there be, watch this, and then he starts working. He says, let there be light, the light is shown, and then he starts putting stuff together. You can't sit there and tell me that you have a revelation and your life is out of order. Yeah, no, okay. It's going to start getting good now. Listen, you can't sit there and tell me I got a revelation from God and your house is out of order. Because the reason for the light coming is so that you can put things in order. The reason revelation, light, knowledge, wisdom comes is so that you can begin to put what was empty and what was out of place in place. That is the purpose for revelation. You can't just get revelation and shout. You got to get revelation and put things in order. You do that, you get more revelation. Are you in this place, church? I remember some time ago, there was a power outage. There was a blackout. It was a really bad one. I can't even remember when it happened. I think it was in the city, actually, in Manhattan. But it, it was so bad that it went on for more than one day. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And it was not just bad. It was really bad. Listen, it was bad to the point, hallelujah, that they said that the reason for it was because of a power failure. In other words, the reason there was no light was because of a lack of power. Are you, are you hearing what I'm saying? There was a power outage. And because they were out of power, there was no light. Are you hearing what I'm saying? It got so bad, watch this, that the second day, the second day, people started looting. The second day, 
two days in gross darkness. And the looting wasn't taking place from, from people who were uh, just flat out thieves and crooks and robbers. It was the neighbors. It was the people who normally would be uh, law-abiding citizens. But the darkness overwhelmed them. In other words, too much time in darkness began to influence their thinking. Oh God, have mercy. Stay with me. Stay with me. Hallelujah. If you're still with me, shout glory. Oh God, have mercy in here. Watch this. When the Bible talks about light, it's not just talking about physical light. It's talking about revelation. It's talking about knowledge. It's talking about, when the Bible talks about darkness, it's not just talking about gross darkness. It's talking about ignorance. It's talking about uh, the absence of knowledge. My people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. That is the absence of light. Are you with me so far? You have to understand that the words that come out of this book are words that come from another world. The Bible says that these are not just words, but that these are spirit and life. The word of God, watch this, is a lamp, the psalmist said, hallelujah. And these words are not ordinary words. They are words that come from another world. So I have to be, I need, this is not good English, but it'll work. I have to be another world conscious. Are you with me so far? Let me give you an example of what I'm talking about. Jesus comes up to a rich young ruler. You know this story? And he tells the rich young ruler, watch this, because uh, the rich young ruler was trying to impress him and said, hey, listen, uh, what do I got to do to enter the kingdom of God? And Jesus said, well, you know, you got to follow the commandments. You got to do this. And he said, I've done all those things. And he said, okay, uh, sell everything you have. Give it to the poor. Then come follow me. Watch this. And you will heap up for yourself treasures in heaven. Watch this. Watch this. But the man couldn't do it because he was this world conscious. He was only this world conscious. And so watch this. He, there was no way that he could do it. And, and he automatically assumed that God just wanted to take all his stuff away from him. But in essence, what God was really saying is, you need to be able to take everything you have and put it up under my authority. Everything you have. Your money, your children, your spouse, your house, your job. Are you hearing what I'm saying in here? And whatever, whatever you do, can I just say it like I feel it? Everything that God gives you is not for you. I said, everything God gives you is not for you. And what he was trying to teach this man is, I need you to come out of selfishness. He was trying to teach this man for every time, watch this now, that you do something for somebody else, you heap for yourself treasures in heaven. In other words, he's letting them know, listen, this life is temporary. And so watch this, when you're doing something for somebody else, you heap up treasures in another world. The world that you will go to. Because you're here now, but when you're no longer here, you're there. And so watch this, what are you storing up for there? When you get there. I would hate to get there and find that I have nothing. 
because I didn't do nothing here for anybody but okay hallelujah are you in this place church Ooh. when you give to others and to a godly cause you store for the other world because you leave here to go there are you hearing what I'm saying Moses came off the mountain after spending some time with God and you could tell he had been with God the light of God would emanate from him to the point where people couldn't even get too close to him. Are you hearing what I'm saying? When the Bible talks about the disciples of Jesus, uh, Peter in particularly, and the apostle Paul, the Bible says that when they found out that those guys were coming into town, they just heard they were coming into town. You know what the people would do? They would throw the sick people in the middle of the street. And here's what they said. They did it in hopes that Peter's shadow. He, in other words... God, help me in here. I don't even have to touch you. I have so much light. I have so much light emanating from me because I've been with him. That if you just get into my proximity, you will be affected by what's on me. Oh, God, have mercy in here. And that should be the desire of every Christian. Hallelujah. Listen, if I came in here right now soaking wet, and I was dripping, hallelujah, you will be able to determine that I just got out of water. Come on, somebody. If I came in here, hallelujah, really dirty and not smelling so good, you will be able to determine that I just got out of some garbage. Are you hearing what I'm saying? But there should be something that lets you know that I've been with Jesus. Yeah. There should be something that's emanating from me that lets you know that I've been with him. Because there's parts of him that came on me when I left the mountain. <laughs> Are you hearing what I'm saying in here? Hallelujah. You know, uh, somebody blessed me the other day. And I'm not saying this to toot my own horn. I want you to catch this because it really blessed me. Hallelujah. Somebody came to me the other day. Hallelujah. I believe it was after Sunday service. And they told me, hallelujah, pastor, I just want to submit to you that, and I'm not just saying this to just say it. But when I got close to you, I felt God. Now, this person wasn't crazy. They weren't saying I felt you. They said I felt God on you. And I, let, me say, let me just submit to you that it blessed me to the point where I went home praising God. I went home praising God because it just reminded me. It was like God was telling me, listen, no time, no extra time that you spend with me in the secret place will go unnoticed. If you spend time with me. That light will emanate from you and people will notice that you've been with me. There should be something that's emanating from you. Are you in this place, church? I'm trying to land this plane. Watch this now. We need our influence to come from inside. We need our influence to come from inside. But the problem is that we react to too many things that are happening outside. I'm going to say it one more time. We need our influence to come from inside where the Holy Spirit dwells. Where the light of God is. But we react to too many things that are happening outside. Oh God, help me in this place. So watch this. Some of you in this place. You don't, listen, God don't like me more than he likes you. Here's what it is. How do you get out of you that influence that God put in you? 
Look at somebody real quick and tell them it's in there. The same Holy Ghost. I ain't got no different Holy Ghost. The same Holy Ghost is inside of you. That means that there is an, a light and an influence inside of you that wants to get out to influence the world. Mm. But if all we do is react to things that are happening outside of us, it's going to be difficult. Can I say it like I feel it? Listen, Facebook is big business. I ain't getting nothing right there. I said Facebook is big business because there's always people trying to dictate your mood. You don't even know it sometimes, but the people on Facebook are dictating your mood. I knew I wasn't going to get a lot of amens right there. Hallelujah. You could be doing all right. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, here come a blast from the past. I'm going to let a little New York come out. Listen, a blast from the past. Somebody finds you on Facebook. People, people you got over find you. Hey, I saw your picture on Facebook. You look good. You, my God, you haven't aged. You know what they're doing? They're trying to stimulate a response. They're trying to stimulate. And, and, and if all you do is let other people influence you, you can't get out of you. The influence of God. Are you in this place, church? God have mercy in this place. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've, I've counseled enough couples. I tell you. I've counseled enough people. Hallelujah. Where, where, where I've had couples testify. Always on that phone, pastor. I'll go all out. Take her out to eat. And the whole time. And I feel like, you know what? Next time I won't even spend the money. You stay home. I'll stay home. And we'll both pick it up. And we'll just FaceTime. <laughs> we'll just FaceTime each other. And save some money. You think it's not affecting you. But it is. Sometimes your mood changes after spending a half an hour on that thing. Y'all not saying nothing in here. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I got to land this plane. Okay, watch this now. The enemy is very creative about using darkness to overwhelm you. Or at least shutting you down so that the light that's in you does not emanate. And you have no influence. Are you hearing what I'm saying in this place? Hallelujah. And watch this. When the enemy can't use stuff that's illegal to kill you, he'll use legal stuff to kill you. Let me give you an example. I was reading a biography. I was reading a little bit about Ray Charles. And not to take away anything good from the man. Hallelujah. The, 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 the biography said he had a, a drug problem. Amen. But here is a man who was using illegal drugs, right, and lived past 70 years old. 
right? But then, watch this, we lost somebody like Whitney Houston, midlife. We lost a prince, midlife. We lost a Michael Jackson, midlife, by drugs that are legal. So you got people living over 70 using the illegal stuff. And Satan said, that's taking too long. So I'm going to use the legal stuff and still take you out. Can I, oh God, pharmaceuticals is a gold mine. Is a gold, is a gold mine. Can I tell you that today they ain't producing it because they are concerned for your health? It's about money. Oh, God, have mercy in here. I said it's about money. They want to continue to grow it and use you as a benefactor. If you saw how much money went into advertising alone, you will be flawed. Every other commercial is about a new pharmaceutical drug. And then it's so amazing to me because these commercials, they're hilarious. It'll tell you. <laughs> it'll tell you. It'll fix this. But have you ever heard the side effects? Oh, my God. Hallelujah. Your liver will rot. Your, 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 your kidneys, hallelujah, will begin to dysfunction. You, you will bleed internally. You, you, you will have suicidal thoughts. And you could die. I mean, they have to tell you. So that, so that when you take it, you say, I, you were the crazy one that took it. I told you. It has been proven that many vaccinations, hallelujah, are the cause of autism. We just take them because the doctor says take them. But there's mercury in that stuff. Oh boy. Hallelujah. We can't, we, we can't just trust it. We have to put it under the light. I said we have to put it under the light. Hallelujah. Anybody ever got an MRI? We got to let God do an MRI. And show us. Watch this now. And show us us. Because we're real good at seeing what's wrong with other people. And, and listen, a lot of times, hallelujah, we, we just ignore what's wrong with us. But you can't do that. Because as long as you do that, watch this, you'll never deal with it. And you got to be honest with yourself, hallelujah, so that you can deal with it. Amen? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Let me tell you something. That, that husband that you've been married to for 20 years, he ain't always wrong about you. I got six minutes. He crazy. He no, he's not always wrong. After 20 years, he's seen some things. He's picked up on some things. Amen. And vice versa. Let me be fair. <laughs> there, there are some things. You know, people are funny. Hallelujah. Because they'll say something. Oh, God, I can't. Can I be real? It's Wednesday, right? 
Uh, they'll, say, they'll say something like, they'll come up to you and be like, listen, I ain't criticizing, but. Um, no, yes, you are. I ain't criticizing, but. Yes, you are criticizing. Anytime you say something about somebody, listen, whether it's good or bad, you do that after you have run a critique. Listen, it's all right. It's all right. Relax, relax. It's all right. Watch this. We, we often focus on, we often focus on judge not. Don't judge. The Bible says don't judge. Don't judge or thou shalt be judged. The Bible said don't judge. Yes. But it did say, watch this, make sure you fruit inspect. Let me help you in here. There's a difference between judging and fruit inspection. The Bible says you shall know them by their fruits. A good tree gives off good fruit. So watch this. While the Bible says do not judge, it does say fruit inspect. So, okay, let me help you in here. Hallelujah. God, help me in this place. If, if you are always lying to me, you a liar. I ain't judging you. I just fruit inspected you. I was trying to tell you. I just, now, now, whoa, whoa, let me help you. Let me help you. If I told you because you lied to me, both your legs should be taken off, then you know what I just did? I just passed judgment. Mm. You can fruit inspect after you run a critique to find out who somebody is. But passing judgment is about giving them a sentence. So watch this. Don't get mad at me. I'm not passing judgment. But if you always lying to me, if you a thief, don't get offended with me when I move my stuff away from you. There is a difference. Oh. Oh. The Bible says, watch this, in the same way you measure it out, it shall be measured unto you. Don't pass judgment, but yeah, inspect the fruit to make sure it's good. Are you in this place? Hallelujah. I got to go. Listen. Especially during Christmas, I don't know why it is, statistics say that depression increases. During this time of the year where we're supposed to be the most happy, people are the most sad. Depression. Do you know what depression is? Here's the definition of depression. It is an anxiety over something that hasn't happened yet. Depression is an anxiety over something that has not happened yet. It is when you live in the future with worry. I said it is when you live in the future with worry and are constantly forecasting negative stuff. Constantly 
forecasting it. Are you hearing what I'm saying in this place? And, and I want to submit to somebody in here that I don't care what you're going through. Whatever that moment is, you have a challenge as a child of God to make the best out of that moment. I said to make the best out of that moment. Hallelujah. Because here's what I know. Anxiety that comes either from your past or your future is going to bring depression. Some of us have it about our past. Some of us have it about our future. But when you're going through, that's when the Bible challenges you the most what to think on. So that that does not get the best of you. And so you got to learn, hallelujah, how to get your enemies out of the way when you are going through. How to get your haters out of the way. I'm talking about your mind. Are you hearing what I'm saying in this place? How do you get those negative vibes, those negative things out of the way? Those funny dispositions, hallelujah, out of the way and start thinking about whatever is good, whatever is pleasant, whatever is true, whatever is lovely. If it be of a good report, if it's praiseworthy, think on these things the Bible says. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Search yourself for what's good about you. And don't fill the moment with people's opinion. I said don't fill the moment with people's opinion. We think social media is not affecting us. But people who don't know you are messing with how you feel. And are influencing your moment at the time. Mm -hmm. Your phone rings. You recognize the number. You know that that is a mess up your moment number. <laughs> what is pastor? You know what I'm talking about. Truth is, I don't know why that number's still there. It's a mess up your moment number, and you still pick it up. Why? And so what happens is that that influence that's on the inside of you stays on the inside of you because you keep reacting to things that are happening outside of you. And the challenge of the Bible is walk in that light. Walk in it. And so when you're walking in it, you feel peace. You feel tranquility. These are fruits of the Spirit. Peace, goodness. Are you hearing what I'm saying? But when you let stuff from the outside start influencing you, that peace begins to leave you and stuff starts messing with your calm. And I just decided a long time ago that I ain't going to be nobody's yo-yo. I said I decided a long time ago that I'm not going to be nobody's yo-yo. Because if outside influences are determining, hallelujah, whether you're up or down, Somebody is your puppet master. Somebody has you on a string around their finger, and they're going down, up, down, up. And you're being influenced. Amen, somebody. I'm finishing. Hallelujah. If externals affect your disposition, 
up or down, your puppet master controls you. When you really walk in the spirit, your expression does not change just because somebody was nasty to you. When you are out of your soul and you have matured above your feelings and your emotion, your expression does not change just because somebody was nasty to you. Oh, I'm not saying you won't get tempted. I'm not saying that the blood won't begin to boil. The Bible says in your anger, I know you're going to get angry, but in your anger, do not sin. I like the King James, be ye angry and sin not. Oh, God, have mercy in this place. And they will know you by your fruit. Hallelujah. You ain't showing me nothing when everything is good. But, but when somebody deliberately tries to hurt you, that's when I'm really watching. That's when you fruit inspect. You don't fruit inspect when everything is good. You wait for trouble, and then you see what somebody's really made out of. Are you hearing what I'm saying? When all hell breaks loose, hallelujah, and people deliberately do something to get you out of character so that Satan can get up in God's presence and say, you see, just like the rest of them, I still got all of them under control. really walk in the goodness of God that's another fruit of the spirit I'm good all the time regardless of what's happening in my life I can't just be good here and not good there you know God help me in here you know I know I, I, there's probably people that are praying you know uh, maybe some women praying God send me a good man Nothing wrong with that prayer. Send me, matter of fact, that's a good prayer. Send me a good man. But watch this. Sometimes, if you're not careful, if you're the type of person that's domineering, or you're the type of person that's really jealous and possessive, watch this. You don't want him to be good to anybody else but you. You say, I want a good man, but I don't want him to, good, I don't want him to be good to it. I just want him to be good to me. Can I help you in here? If he is only good to you, he's only being good to you for a reason. And when that reason ceases to exist, so does his goodness. Because a real good man will be good to everybody all the time. Especially you. Okay. Because sometimes he's good to everybody except you. And then you try to defend him. He really is a good man. I'm going to leave that alone. I'm going to leave that alone. What is wrong with me tonight? It's time to go.
It's real talk. Stand to your feet in here. Listen, how many of you are familiar with, um, how many of you are familiar with lightning bugs? You ever see them? Amen. It's amazing how they light up the night. You know what's amazing about them to me personally? They're not annoying. You ever notice that there's some bugs that are just annoying? You're trying to barbecue, they just, you got to have all those tiki lights working and all this stuff to protect yourself from them because they're annoying. Lightning bugs are not annoying. Amen. Watch this. And they don't change based on your treatment of them. I remember being younger, and me and my brother, we used to run around with a jar, and we used to try to catch them. And we would catch a bunch of them and put them in the jar, and then that thing would really light up. It's like carrying a lantern. Amen? The thing that amazes me when I think back now is that even though they're trapped, even though they're stuck, even though they're in a tight place, even though they're limited now, they don't stop shining. They don't stop shining, regardless of the season they find themselves in. Because when you really have it, you can't hide it. When you really have it, you can't hide it. Somebody blessed me today. I'm going to put her on blast, but she blessed me today. Sister Brianna, she blessed me today. She sent me a post. And it was a story about two children. One was older, one was younger. I hope you don't mind, sis, but I'm going to say it anyway. Uh, one was older, one was younger. And I might not get the whole story correct, but you'll get the gist of it. And the mom had bought a bag of glow sticks. And because the baby was crying, the younger one was a toddler, because the child was crying, she opened up the bag and she gave one of the glow sticks to the child. And the child was playing with it, you know. And remember, they're in the store, the lights are on, so she's playing with the glow stick. And uh, the brother takes it away, right? And the child starts to cry. And the brother bends it. And I, I don't know that he bends it all the way, but he was, he was trying to get it to do what it was meant to do. And so the, the, the baby started crying, and the mom's getting ready to reprimand him, but he gives it back to the child. And to make a long story short, they go outside, and now it's dark. And here's the gist, here's the gist of the story. Amen. Uh, the brother tells the little one, I was trying to break it, snap it, so that it could do what it was meant to do, which is to shine. And if I don't break it, it doesn't shine. And so sometimes you wonder why you had to go through what you had to go through. But here's the truth. If you 
don't go through what you had to go through, you'll never shine like you're meant to shine. Are you hearing what I'm saying in this place? Hallelujah. In other words, if I'm glowing, never make the mistake to assume I haven't been through anything. If anything, I'm glowing because of what I've overcome. I'm glowing because I've been broken. Hallelujah. I'm glowing because I've been through it. Hallelujah. And now I'm on the other side of it. And there is a, a resonating. There's a light. There's a splendor. There's a radiance that's animating from me. That is testifying of an individual who has overcome. The kid said, if I don't break it, it will never shine. God wants you to shine. Let your light so shine before men that they see your good works and glorify you, God. Do you receive it on today? Come on, give God a hand clap in here. Hallelujah.